1: Now, once again, here's Mark.
2: Well, good morning,
1: everybody. Four minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, no matter where you're at, it's probably heater time at your house. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm, we're up at Payson, and I'm closing down all the water system. I'm getting the horses back down to Phoenix, where the grass is real tall, and all that other kind of stuff. And, but it's, it was big. It was a big chilly last night when i got here and then of course in this morning it is too as well but nevertheless this is for the next two hours we're going to talk about cars your car your car your uh, your motor home um, your trailer um, anything you've got that's like that that you have a question and there's one of two answers i'm going to give you yes i can help you and no, I can't, but here's someone who can, <laughs> and that's about it. So, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Brian and Thelma, and they're a Thompson family, and they own Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing and been around since 1970. All you have to do is meet Brian and Thelma, shake their hands, and you'll understand why they're on my list of the very best shops in the Phoenix area they're honest, they're dependable, they have ASC certified technicians, they follow up and they have a, a system where they notify you when your oil changes or do stuff like that. So they're on Main Street just east of Stapley and unfortunately I can only recommend one Mesa shop. Not because I want to, it's because I can't find shops that um, will pass the muster and uh, Thompson's obviously did and and virtually was a shoe in anyway because I knew their parents from, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. So it was pretty easy decision. Thompson's auto repair and towing. Okay. Today. Oh gosh. I tell you what I have had a couple of weeks that you just can't believe, but it's uh, it's okay. Here's, here is a, here's a email I got. Um, thank you more than once for your advice on the radio and an email. Um, I've, know you've discussed tire life several times, but I don't see this question on your website or in your FAQs, which by the way is marksalem.com. I was just told by a chain tire store that Arizona law says they cannot repair a leak in a tire if it's over five years old. I've not heard that before. Naturally, they would want that law, but is it true? Okay. I haven't heard this either and it's not the law and it's not the truth <laughs> but i'll tell you what i could have guessed who this was it's it's a chain and 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 I'm going to tell you right now, just because one of the largest chains around here is Discount Tire. It's not Discount Tire, but you already know I work for them. You already know that I'm a technical guy, a mechanical guy that has worked for them in the past and answers questions on their on, to them when they have a question. Um, when we put a set of tires on, does it have anything to do with the air conditioning working or not working? That kind of those kind of questions are the issues they have to deal with. But I could have told you who this was. This this is a pattern of information that comes down and people look at you in the face and they say this stuff. I don't care if they believe it or not. I don't know if somebody pumped them full of a certain kind of air in the morning and then poured that information in their ear. I don't care. It's not true. Now, there is a 10-year kind of limitation on tires and and the tires... It's in your best interest to change them at 10 years or real quick. We know that a 10-year-old tire um, has, a, has a bad habit of blowing up, um, has a bad habit of losing air, has a bad habit of having abnormal tire wear. So we really don't want you to be driving around on 10-year-old tires. But there's no law that says you can't common sense says that it's not a good idea but there's no law that says you can't and there's no law that says that i have to deal with your tires now when you bring your car in to my shop we'll rotate your tires and stuff and if we see that your tires are 10 11 12 years old we're going to put it on your repair order and we're going to ask you politely to initial it so that you we can say we told you that see what happens is is in 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 my world of the legal world Uh, The shop finds a 10-year-old tire. They swear that they told the customer that the tires were 10 years old. A year later, six months later, two days later, who cares, a tire blows out, people die. They go through the receipts in the glove box, and they sue everybody behind them. Why didn't you tell me that I had 10-year-old tires? Our job, our industry's job, is to tell you you have 10-year-old tires and to talk to you about that's really a quasi-expiration it's just in your best interest not to, not to do that. No, we have you sign a document on your repair order that says you acknowledge that we told you that. And if you don't, we just put the date and the time we told you. I've never had a customer of mine. None of the customers of mine have ever refused to sign that document. But here's a funny story. <laughs> we did a restoration on a 1950 Chevrolet truck 100 years ago, and it's for a good friend of mine and it was in his family and so it was and it was a flatbed and as a matter of fact it's such a really nice old truck and it's really stock it's just everything the way it is is the way it is and the way it was so even to the point where my youngest daughter was married and they were taken in this flatbed ranch truck um, from one part of the ceremony to the other so we we it's we've been around so he calls me and he says you know, um, I'm getting ready to retire. This truck has been sitting around. Nobody's run it. Nobody started it for 100 years. He says, I want you you know, take it. So we take it over to the shop, and they call me, and they go, this has got tires on it that are more than 20 years old. <laughs> I said, I don't know what to tell you. And so anyway, we ended up changing the tires because that's what's right. But the bottom line is, is that I think that's the record for us is 20-year-old tires. But admittedly, even he says, the thing hasn't run I mean, it may have 10 miles on it in 20 years. He says it's such, an, it's such a huge operation to to get it started, charge the battery, get it the choke to work, get it running, keep it warmed up, charge the battery. I had it on. It. So obviously um, it's not a real big deal if you're just going to use it once every five years to go to Circle K and take your old high school chum with you. So tires are, are important, but when we hear that somebody tells a customer, they can't repair a leak in the tire if it's over five years old. What they're doing is, is they're saying to you, I'm going to tell you a story that's going to scare you and hope like heck that you buy a set of tires for me. I also want to tell you in the tire world that there's all kinds of games that people play on the tire world. Three for the price of four. Folks, come on. Do you really, really believe that if the tire costs me 100 bucks, or if it costs me $125 a piece that I'm going to sell you three for the price of four? You don't think that money is going to disappear somewhere in the mounting or the balancing or the alignment I'm going to sell you or the road hazard package I'm going to sell you? It's just it, the fact of the matter is is that they, these fees and some of these charges and stuff are just created and some of the things they say are to create it to enhance sales. It is possible and I had a shop owner beat me up pretty good the other day at verbally, of a, a course, in, a, in an polite way that employees are sometimes you have rogue employees and typically they're the ones that are on a commission basis. And so it is possible that someone at my shop may have said someday something that wasn't true that would butter their bread. I don't remember that ever happening, but if it happened, I would accept responsibility for it. And there would be one more person on the unemployment line. (laughs) And of course, I would investigate it thoroughly. Nevertheless, it's really important that you just pay attention to the three for four And then lifetime guarantees, and and it's always going to be prorated. And so when the tire gets down to 330 seconds, the new tire is going to cost you more than the tires you bought three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. It's going to be that way. We don't do that for free, but our industry is really good at playing games. Come in, and we're going to give you lifetime oil changes oh, your car needs the $115 oil change. We're talking about the 1995. Well, there is no such thing as a 1995 oil change because the oil in the filter is more than 20 bucks. The bottom line is is those are the kinds of things that they're going to do the sleight of hand in front of you. So always look at the reviews of the shop, and, and, and most of the good shops are going to be four stars and north of that. And they're going to have more than seven reviews and they're not going to all five be glowing, recommended, highly recommended, best place I've ever been to kind of thing because that was sister, brother, neighbor, um, brother-in-law and mother. So it's just a matter of protecting yourself. Our industry is no different than any other industry out there, whether it's carpenters or plumbers or roofers or anything. Our industry is Our industry is not full. I was going to say that, but that's not true. Our industry has its fair share of people who have decided that they're going to tell you something that butters their bread, tell you something that enhances your ticket, tell you something that isn't true, and they know it isn't true. So those are the kinds of things we deal with, and we have a caller. Who might that be, Gil?
3: Hey, hello to Brian.
1: Brian, good morning.
3: Good morning, Mark. I bought off. 2018 Chevy Colorado pickup, but I think it's got a 3.6 V6 engine. And, uh, you know, I moved up about 17, 18 years in car models, and I'm really <laughs> thrilled with the truck, but I'm a little worried about when you start it cold primarily, and I don't think it happens too much hot, but it's, it's got what I call a backfire, and it's just like a mule kick, and it's like a boop, and it's it's fairly loud. It's, it's kind of a thumping loud noise. That's real quick. And I'm not getting a check engine light, I'm not getting anything on the dashboard. Runs out fine, accelerates fine, drives fine. I'm okay. I'm wondering if, what we got going here. <laughs>
1: well, is it coming from the engine compartment or the rear bumper?
3: It's it sounds like it comes from the passenger side, maybe even middle of the of the truck. But I you know how sound travels in a vehicle. I, I couldn't okay. guarantee it, but it's just just a real thump, kind of like that.
1: All right. Well, well, the first thing I want you to do is play with your climate controls. Probably have your mm-hmm. climate control at one place. Here's what I think. I'm wondering if when you start it up that we're flapping a door underneath the dash. It's going to be a mm. heavy thump. And so mm-hmm. I want you to, to look where you're at, and I want you to shut off all your air conditioning and all your heater and everything. L- let's let it do it for the next couple mornings, and then mm-hmm. let's shut down the AC the night before, shut down the climate controls completely. And then the next morning, if it still happens, if it's, if it's underneath the hood, or if it sounds like it's coming a muffled boom from the front of the dash, that's typically a backfire in the air cleaner. And if that's mm-hmm. the case... Then I would take, I would open up the hood, and I I would take the air filter out, and, and just take it out and leave it out. I would also have a fire extinguisher close by, on the very slight chance that if this backfire catches something on fire and it hasn't so far, so it, or it shouldn't. So the idea is, is now you're going to leave the hood, leave the hood open, and the air filter's off. The next morning you're going to start it up, and then if it's coming out of the mouth of the the throttle body or carburetor, so to speak, you're going to hear it and you're going to see it. And at that point, then we have to go in and and figure out why we are. Is there an intake valve that's too tight? Is there an intake valve that's defective? Does an intake valve have a broken spring? And that obviously belongs Mm -hmm. to the responsibility of the people on the warranty. But let's first determine if it's related to climate controls or not. Okay.
3: Okay. That gets me started. Thank you, sir.
1: Uh, You're more than welcome, 602-508-0960, and we'll be back.
4: Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago. Helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality, we have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one-half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works,
0: we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
5: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, one that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis Saxpil-Venus of PSP & Associates Sunday mornings at 7. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis Sunday mornings at 7. Investment advisory services are offered through PSP Financial Services, LLC, an Arizona registered investment advisor.
6: It's time for holiday cleaning. Before you replace your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner genesis 950 is great for bathrooms kitchens floors upholstery and grease stains perfect holiday gift for pet owners genesis 950 has great customer service always willing to help with your particular problem order one gallon direct at genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle free shipping and a ten dollar coupon using code pets that's genesis950.com coupon only available for one gallon purchase genesis 950 much cheaper than replacing your carpets
1: Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Our lines, we have four lines open. Sonia's got one, but the 602-508-0960. If you want to give us a call and ask a car question or has settled an argument in your family about what oil's better, what gas is better, does it really make any difference if you do this or do that? I can handle all that kind of stuff. As well as if you've got a symptom, we can talk about the symptom and how you can better identify the problem or at least give more information to the shop that's responsible. Speaking of good shops, Larry Harker's Auto has been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto and from auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, but they're really, really good at emissions problems, drivability problems, and hunting down a problem nobody else can find. So if you need to drive to 38th Avenue and in Indian School to go to Larry Harker's Auto to find out why on Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock your car hiccups three times in a row and no one else can find it, they can. 38th Avenue and in Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto. Sonia, good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Are you there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How can I help you?
5: So our um, F-150 Platinum V6 needs a new battery, and I don't know what is the best one for kind of long periods of inactivity here in this hot climate.
1: Okay. It won't make any difference, Sonia. Um, When you're in no activities, and the car's parked somewhere, the truck's parked somewhere, and the key's inside the house, and the windows are rolled up, the amount of electricity we're using is really insignificant. And so it doesn't even equal a light bulb or anything, and most of the time it's the alarm system that's using that, that small amount of electricity. So your battery probably is three years old or maybe more, and if it's the original battery in it, then I would just buy, to be perfectly honest with you, I would shop price and name brand. But I want to tell you there's there's a, a really a small amount of difference between one battery and the other, and it'll be a CCA rating, cold cranking amps. And that's yeah. the measurement of its ability. Now, if you have one that's 560 and then you have one that's 540, that's not a big deal. <laughs> Don't not, not buy okay. that one.
5: Yeah. Well, I had done some a little bit of research, and they had suggested this die-hard AGM versus a wet battery or something. Because they said this AGM is dry and has some kind of a fiber cool ass or some mat or something that is dry and, I don't know, was better with this hot climate. But I don't okay. know if you know about that or if that's all well, bunk or whatever.
1: So, that, that, that is um, BS chatter on the internet everybody's an expert and everybody knows what's going on it's called a glass mat battery and the other one is what we call a wet cell battery i have both of those a lot of times we buy the glass mat battery in a vehicle that's going to be experienced dirt road like when when my son drives up to the ranch he's going to drive on a dirt road that he should be doing 20 and he's doing 100 and so the vi- oh, yeah. battery and okay. the whole engine's vibrating, and so so it, and of course I make up stories as we go along. But the gas mat's also a good one if you're planning on really turning the vehicle like real hard left and and not keeping the battery level. So like an off-road battery is a good gas mat. Yes. But you've already know you already know that the price between those two is a whole lot of money. Is
5: it wait? So I mean, I was looking at a um, like a um, that that that. Die Hard is like 209, and the, I was looking at
1: a, a Delco, which was like 199, so I don't, it didn't make a bunch of difference. No, um, I like Delco, I like Motocraft, and again, it's kind of like everything else. There's one or two companies that makes everybody's batteries, and they just all get a different tag. So it has a lot to do with the weight of the battery, so if you wanted to compare something, you'd compare CCA, cold cranking amp number, and the weight of the battery the heavier battery is likely to be a slightly better battery. But I would go with a name brand so that you don't, if you get stuck in Farmington, New Mexico on a Sunday morning, there's going to be somebody that deals with a battery, unless it was a Salem battery that's only made and produced and sold in Arizona. And so, okay. I, I, Yeah, no, I,
5: I'm thinking, I think I'll go with that glass mat or whatever you called it. Yeah,
1: okay. No. No, if, because if, we if, have dirt roads too that we do. Okay. And... and and, and let me explain now. Thank you for the dirt road comment, but I'm talking about off-road Baja type stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not talking about a washboard road because we we have those up here in in Payson. But if it, if spending the extra couple ten twenty dollars is, it puts you in a comfort zone. By all means, do that. Um, the battery okay. charging procedures okay. typically. You're going to have, the newer chargers are going to have a glass mat and a wet battery setting, but in reality, if you have to charge it, just try not to exceed 10 amps when you're pumping um, power to it, and you'll be just fine, okay?
5: Okay. So, neither. let me just ask one last thing. Sure. Um, So, the the last battery that we just are now replacing bubbled over and got a whole bunch of crap, you know, uh, corrosion and terrible. Will that glass mat do the same thing?
1: Well, now, that other battery, the first battery, everything was fine for a while, and then all of a sudden we had all kinds of corrosion. Is that right?
5: Because we sat it, yeah. Okay. But it was getting older. I mean, that one was getting older.
1: Okay. Well, I would certainly, first of all, usually they don't, unless overcharged, when we're overcharging them, it's because we've lost a good connection at the battery terminals. So if the, one of the two battery terminals gets corroded first and we lose that connection, then the information to the computer is a lie. And so the computer's going, oh, my God, the battery's got 11 volts in it. Ooh, And it turns on the alternator full blast and the alternator overcharges the battery and then it causes even more corrosion. And so this goes on and on and on Ow. because one battery connection is dirty. So don't let that be a factor in moving forward. It's not going to happen. But you need to have somebody do an electrical systems test on it, alternator, starter, amps and draws. That's something that most everybody sh- does for less than $50. And it's a, good, it's a good check to make sure that you're not overcharging the battery. But if you have a, a voltmeter, here's, here's the number you need to do. I don't want the voltage at high idle to be over 14 volts. Okay, Okay. at the battery, I, I the motor's 14, running. No, not
5: over 14, got
1: it. Not over 14. I mean, if it's fourteen one, I don't care about that, but I sure don't want to okay. see 15, okay? Okay, all right. And, and, okay. But you're going to change the battery, so you're going to clean up the cables with a wire brush and some baking soda and a garden hose, and you're going to be doing all that kind of stuff anyway. But I think that right. what's really going on is we had a slightly bad connection. The alternator was, li- was being lied to by the voltage regulator and the battery connection, and it started pumping a little extra juice and it kind of boiled some water out of the, of the number one battery. So thank you, okay. Sony. Thank you very right. much. 602 If you have a question or a call or a problem, 602 508 0960. My email is mark at marksalem.com mark at marksalem.com. I own a shop and I've been an ASE Master Certified Technician since 1991. I also am an expert and so I am am called upon by both attorneys both plaintiff and defense and by the state of Arizona and the Public Defender's Office (laughs) and by insurance companies and the insured. I play both sides of the fence. I don't play. I work for both sides of the fence almost 50-50. I pick and choose my cases. I had a case that was presented to me the other day and the attorney says this is what I got and this is what I need you to say and I told him that I don't take, uh, his car was red and that I no longer take red cars as um, as a subject matter. And basically I'm just telling him take off, go by, you're not going to put words in my mouth. If you want the truth I'll give it to you but you, you live and die with the truth. That's all there is to it. By the same token There are times with insurance companies, they do the same. But the bottom line is, and what I'm trying to to drive home is, it's got a lot of experience in this. And I'm not going to tell you anything, and this is not about my shop. This is about helping you work your way through the maze of different personalities and the different kind of shops that you're likely to come across. And I'm going to give you information that will help you listen, and you'll say, oh, Mark, I heard that before, and it wasn't good. And then you can pack your bags and walk out. We'll be back in a minute.
0: America, for
7: which it stands. A lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science.
8: We are led by buffoons. They have no idea what they're doing. We know that now. They're imposters. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. There must be accountability. Biden must
0: resign or be impeached. This is America. But it doesn't have to be, and we can't let it. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Charlie Kirk are coming to Phoenix as 960 The Patriot presents America for which it stands and how to defend her in an age of authoritarianism and censorship. The most important event of 2021, a year in the making. November 16th at the historic Orpheum Theater. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Charlie Kirk. November 16th, tickets and event info at 960thepatriot.com. 960thepatriot.com. Wings for
8: Warriors Foundation is nationally recognized. 501c3 nonprofit organization in support of veterans, first responders and their families. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala, a night of honoring and giving, Thursday, November 11th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Madison Center for the Arts. There will be a dessert and cocktail reception with live music performances, silent and live auctions, an impactful keynote speaker, and much, much more. Wings for Warriors Foundation supports the holistic needs of veterans, first responders, and their families with transformational growth, well-being, and spiritual fitness this event will be raising funds to support faith-based trauma counseling equine therapy gold star family retreats hyperbaric oxygen treatment for pts and tbi and camaraderie and healing adventures wings for warriors foundation goes above and beyond the call of duty for our military and first responder communities for further event details tickets or sponsorships please visit wingsforwarriors.org help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming veterans day gala
9: Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Kalat. I uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. And I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65
8: years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America.
3: 24 minutes
1: after the, the, mayor, the, monster, but the, the, the hour, thing. 10 o'clock, we're going to be here till noon. So you're welcome to join us. 602-508-0960. I'm going to get to the phones, but right after I tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around Phoenix since 1968. Phil and Barney Rubble were friends. That's how long Phil's been in the industry. They're on 40th Street in Washington, on the north side. There's an old transmission up on the sign, and you know it's been there for a long time because the city would have never allowed him to put that transmission up on that post, you know, in the last 20 years. So if you have an automatic transmission, if you have any kind of a transmission problem, and you want some experts, then stop by Automatic Transmission Exchange. We call it ATE, and they're located at 40th Street in Washington. And ladies first, and then we're going to get to Richard and Tom. Patricia, you're up. How can I help you?
2: Uh, Mark, I listen to you every Saturday and been wanting to call for a long time. Um, okay. I'm I'm working with a dealership with my Carver Rasp 4. Okay. And I'm really not happy with the service there. I feel like they're charging me more of a single woman at this point. And so I wanted to call and ask you if there are garages. I live in the Peoria area, somewhere, someone in this area that you would uh, recommend.
1: Um, Yeah. I want you to go to my website, MarkSalem.com. And okay. click on Best Car Repair Shops. And I have a couple questions to ask you, and please don't identify the dealer. It could easily be a chain okay. store, and it could be an independent shop. What's your average ticket price when you go in there?
2: Oh, it usually runs in the 200 to 500
1: Okay. And how many times do they call you and tell you that you need this, this, or this, or this?
2: They only do that after I've been in there. So they don't call me all the time. But if I've okay. been in there, and then they... They give me the car and then they call back and say, you know, we kind of saw this too, but that doesn't happen often, to be honest.
1: Okay, all right, and 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 under the best of conditions, are you going in every five thousand, eight thousand, ten thousand miles?
2: Yeah, probably less than that. I go in more. Um, I the car is um, it's a it's a, an 09, okay? okay, it's only got a hundred thousand miles on it. So um, I pretty much go in every few months back, you know, like every three months and have them check and see what's going on. And generally, they find something wrong, of course.
1: Okay. I, I If you were my mama, I would say shame on you. Uh, uh, okay. You are, you are walking in and you're saying, I'm scared to death. My car has 100,000 miles on it. Here's the keys. And you call me and, and the higher the number, the more um, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be in my happy zone. Don't tell me I need a $19 part or some wipers. Just put me back in my comfort zone. I, 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 think, I think there's lots of shops out there that are going to treat you completely different. You're going to come in, and, and 100,000 miles, we're probably going to bring you in every three to 5,000 miles. We're going to look at your owner's okay. manual. We're going to determine what's to do in those stopping points. We're not going to make safe stuff up. We're not going to polish your headlights. We're not going to do all kinds of service work that you've never heard of before, like flushing your scuculator valve, or flushing your valves, or flushing your engine. You've heard flushing your cooling system, 10-4. We're OK there. But you're okay. also going to say to them and learn this, please, show me in my owner's manual where it says I'm due for that. Because okay. half of the stuff, Not I'm not talking about dealers. I'm talking about my industry. I'm talking about the dealers 50% of the time in my industry. The other. <laughs> Half of the time, it, what yeah. you're being told doesn't exist. It's not okay. something in your owner's manual. It's something somebody made up. We have equipment that's, that's modeled to us. Mark, I'm telling you what. If you will just start flushing their rear-view mirror liquid, and you charge them twenty nine ninety five and you tell everybody this is going to make sure that it 's never going to go bad then mark you 're going to make money because the this actual machine only costs you if you do it like twenty times a week Mark this machine won 't even cost you a dollar that 's what mm-hmm. I hear all the time so yeah. i 'm not going to beat up the dealers because i I already beat up the independent shops early in the show and and, and I'm <laughs> i 'm telling you. That. But there are a couple of shops um, up in that area, and I'd like you just to know that when you go to MarkSalem.com and you hit Best Car Repair Shops then hit Peoria or look at the map, any of those guys up there, but I think you're probably going to come down to Harker's at 38th Avenue and Indian School. I think that's where you're going to end up. And when you walk in and meet Ellen, who is the co-owner, and you'll see that she's a Uh cowgirl and she's no BS, and the guys out in the shop Uh aren't going to tell Ellen about cars, then you're probably going to find a home.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to have you just drop that by me one more time, and I'm not okay. going to hear it, but then I'm still going to get on your website.
1: Okay, Harker's Auto, Harker's okay. Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School. Okay, okay. so then
2: uh, can we do one more thing? Okay, would you please make sure you spell your last name for me, so that if I go on the website, I know I've done it right.
1: Okay, it's Salem, like the cigarette.
2: Okay. S a
1: l e m. Okay. Okey doke.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You Have betcha. Have a blessed day. Use Thank you,
1: mind. ma'am. Richard, you're up.
10: Hello, Mark. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. Yes, I can.
10: Uh, just a c- quick comment. I was, Unless I misunderstood, you were saying that the dealers, are, uh, tire dealers, would love to sell uh, or they would not like to sell three tires for the p- price of four. Did I misunderstand that?
1: Uh, I'm saying it doesn't make sense. Three any for the cent. price
10: of four sounds <laughs> sounds like a good deal for the dealer.
1: Um, well, if I said three for the price of four, I, obviously I made a mistake. Uh, I meant they're going to sell you four for the price of three. I mean, okay. they're going to give you a tire that, that, for free, but that, I, I screwed yeah, it up, didn't I? I
10: no, no problem. Uh, my other question is, uh, I had a boat with a big block she- or Chevy engine in it with a, a Holly four-barrel. Okay. And at one point, I switched out the carburetor, and I switched it out with a... Uh, regular car carburetor. Then somebody working on it said they wouldn't work on it unless I used uh, the uh, marine carburetor. It was explained to me that if the overflow on a marine flows uh, overflows in and the auto overflows outside the carburetor, is that correct? Do you know? No,
1: no. That hasn't been correct since the 1960s.
10: Okay, well, it was an older boat, so...
1: (laughs) Well, if if the floats... um, stuck then on the old holly carburetors and and the old carburetors we had a vent in the top of the bowl and it would just put gasoline on the intake manifold and sometimes yeah, it would, would catch it? fire right but but so he has a carburetor that when it overflows it's going to fill the engine full of gas
10: correct
1: that's okay.
10: what they explained
1: all right i was well, just wondering all, why,
10: they, why they why they didn't do that for auto so it wouldn't cause a fire right
1: n- no the boats in the auto are the same category I mean, you know, you, you, you can't separate the two like that. Besides, your boat is only going to burn to the waterline, and the car is going to burn all the way to the ground. So okay. the, the idea is, is, is when we have a, an overflow, what are we going to do with the gas? And, right. and, and in a car atmosphere, we're, gonna, we're gonna, either going to dump it down the intake and flood the engine and make it run really rich, or it's going to go into the intake manifold, and through the grace of God, if there's no spark, there won't be a fire on your boat it's the same thing it's the same thing first of all I thought you were going to go on the holly versus every other brand but holly makes a good boat anchor okay holly makes a good (laughs) boat and and holly is a great carburetor for me oh I love hollies I love guys with gray hair with holly carburetors because I'm going to see them on a regular basis and there's and I'll synchronize those things and they'll be working great for the first seven and a half days and then all of a sudden everything will change so but anyway um the answer to your question is is I wouldn't that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say what you said that guy said I've never heard that before and I've never said it before and if one of my technicians said that even if we were working on your boat I him and I would have sat down and we would have discussed the possibilities of him being wrong or me being wrong so I got to run but thank you very much it's interesting Tom you stay there we'll be right back
0: Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Coligard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Coligard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? 92%? Yep, even those in early stages.
4: This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Coligard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
0: Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Coligard is right for you, or visit requestcoligard.com.
2: I'm on it.
0: Excellent.
5: Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma. The second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30.
11: Tanning doesn't make me look
5: healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk
8: of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself.
11: I got the job. Yeah. Congrats. job. My
8: confidence does.
5: Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful, it only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
1: 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We're going to be here for another hour. We're going to be finally over at noon, so you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. And Tom and Heather, stay right there. I just got a little business to take care of. Geographically, I'm unable to put a really good garage in every portion of the city and, and the county. Um, The Northeast Scottsdale area is an especially difficult area up there, but I do have a shop up there, and it's Blackwell Automotive, and they're at 40th and Greenway. Unfortunately, I can't find another shop that I really feel good about recommending. So if you're in that northeast quadrant of Scottsdale, East Phoenix, um, and any Fountain Hills area, then Blackwell Automotive at 40th and Greenway is the only shop and the closest shop I can find. I've known Tom for 20 years. Him and I are two peas of a pod, and um, and we both know what's right and wrong, and neither one of us is interested in listening to a technician try to convince us that it's really Saturday when it's not. And that's how it works. Tom, good morning. I'm sorry to make you wait as long as you did. How can I help you?
9: Good morning, Matt. Uh, I have a uh, 2017 Jeep Compass, 150,000 miles. Started making a noise between a howl and a hum, about 40 the faster I go, the louder it is, and I've had uh, people ride with me trying to narrow it down. So, you know, you would think, well, I could hear it in the front or the back. It just seems to be everywhere. How do I go about troubleshooting that, narrowing it down?
1: That's not hard. On a one to ten scale, that's a three.
9: Okay, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, I. Teaching you right now is is virtually impossible, but I'm going to talk as fast as I can. I'm going to get in the car, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to tell me how to make it happen. And when it's happening, I'm going to keep it there, and I'm going to listen to the noise, and I'm going to know whether it's related to the engine or the speed of the vehicle or the speed of the tires. I'll know that. And then I'm going to start messing around with that. So I'm going to take a swerving right turn at that speed, or a swerving left turn, and I'm going to listen to the noise. And if it changes, and it goes away on a left turn, but it's there on a the right turn, then I know I have a wheel bearing problem. And if it's a tire problem, it's going to be there all the time, and it's going to get louder with speed. And if it's an engine mount problem, it's not going to be there because you don't. Have, that's not the environment. It's, you're going to see that. So. A good gray-haired guy driving the car with you and and him wanting to have you show him how to make it happen then he takes the wheel that's what you're looking for what part of town do you live in
9: let's see I'm out here in uh, Buckeye on Tar Tartessel
1: okay I think I would go to S&S tire and and I would say to them with a smile can I borrow the 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 grayest grizzliest most seasoned technician and I promise I have a noise I can make it happen and I promise to only keep him for maybe 15 or 20 minutes and I'll pay you for that time. That's what I would do. Now, okay. they may refuse so, to take your money. I I'm just preparing you for a lot of us don't because people say they're going to borrow our technician. I had one lady keep one of my techs 51 minutes. Yeah,
9: no, I wouldn't do that.
1: So, but I, I, would, I I would do that.
9: I'm sorry. Did I hear you say if it's a wheel bearing, I can swerve to the right and the left, and it'll change?
1: Yeah, that's correct. You're going down the street, going, going straight, and, and, and you can hear it, and then you take a sweeping right turn. And when, and when you take a sweeping right turn, you're going to load the left front and the right left rear bearing. The car's going to tip towards that side, and it's going to take the weight off the right front and the right rear. But then what you got to do is you got to find out if it's the inner or outer, but more than likely your car has a packed unit and you're going to replace both at the same time. If it's a tire or there's a lot of other things. But the answer to your question is is most of us guys with more than 10, 20 years of experience won't have any problem finding that tire that vibrate, or the noise for you. Okay.
9: All right. I sure appreciate it, Mark. Thank you.
1: You're, you're okay. welcome. Heather, you're up. How can I help you?
11: Hi, Mark. Um, I'm calling. I have a 2016 Chevy Malibu with about 97,000 miles on it. Okay. And last day, I was driving it home from Mesa. I live in Litchfield Park. And the check engine light came on. And then on Saturday, I took it to AutoZone just to have them uh, plug in to see if they could find what the code was. Mm-hmm. And it came up. that They said the most likely solution was to replace the O2 sensor. And then the next day, nothing drove differently with the vehicle. It it seemed just fine, nothing crazy with it. And the next day it went off, and it's been off ever since. That was last Sunday it went off.
1: Okay. And Have you you done any, did you replace the O2 sensor or not?
11: I did not, no.
1: Okay. I like the fact that the light went off because that means the problem went away. Um, I, I want to tell you and everybody else. Just because the code says it's the O2 sensor, right. it means that the that I'm looking in that area and the O2 sensor is squawking. But the O2 sensor tells us something, and all it's telling us is is whatever the report is, it's out of it's out of the square box. It doesn't mean the messenger should be replaced. It means we need to go in and talk to the messenger and say, Hey, hey, stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be <laughs> quite stupid. Mr. O2 sensor, listen, tell me what historically you're at. And he goes, well, Mark, you know that I'm supposed to be between 1 and 5, and I'm supposed to be at two and a half all the time. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm sitting down here at 1, and I'm at 1 a lot. And every once in a while, I go back up to, to 3 and a half, two and a half, in the middle of the 1 to 5 zone. <gasps> okay, so you're down kind of low. Yeah, well, that's lean, so you're starving for fuel. Well, whatever you want to call it, Mark, but that's the number. So then I look and I go, oh, fuel filter's plugged up. And so I replace the fuel filter, which removes the restriction from the fuel delivery, which makes the O2 sensor a happy camper. So I, I, I object to this. If I do lots of business with certain parts stores, they will send customers to me. I don't do business with those parts stores because the customers they sent to me, they have already laid groundwork, oh, Heather, you have four oxygen sensors, we really should do all four at the same time, and, and Heather, um, I you know, Mark, he's a good guy, take it over to him. Well, four oxygen sensors is $1,000. And guess who gets to where I buy the oxygen sensors from? From the little kid down at the auto parts store who told you he could diagnose the car with the code when I can't do that. So you can uh-huh. tell that my underwear's kind of wadded up right now, but that's okay. I like it that the light went out, and I want you to do nothing at this point. Nothing. Oh. This could have easily been the weather. It could have easily been um, an injector that temporarily went rich or lean. It could have been something on the EGR valve that it had a piece of carbon underneath the, the EGR valve, and then all of a sudden that carbon went in into the exhaust and out the tailpipe. There's so many variables, but for you to spend money at this time is just foolish.
11: Okay, and I have okay. one last question. Sure. Is the fuel filter is it in the fuel tank?
1: No, it, it, it's or, it's no, uh, on your 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 Malibu, the fuel filter is going to be down underneath the car, but it's going to be underneath. on the line that goes to the to the engine. So from the fuel tank to the engine, it'll be on that line. Okay, but I'm not suggesting okay. you replace the fuel filter either. here, let me tell you why. Do you, do you ever go fast? I do. Okay, good. <laughs> I needed I needed a yes. The fuel filter will restrict the f- the fuel d- demand, so the engine will say, give me an eight, and the fuel filter says, I'm doing the best I can, and the- and it goes, no, you're only six, and the fuel filter says, I'm trying to send you eight. Well, th- that means the fuel filter's plugged, and so at 60, 70, 80, 90 miles, now you're not supposed to be up in those, then there's going to be a difference. So it- if a fuel filter really is bad, you're going to know it because you're going to get to a point where you can't go any faster. <laughs> That's it. That's all the fuel that's being delivered. It's sixty-two percent of the fuel you need. Let's pretend it gets you to sixty-two miles an hour. But that's okay. that's fuel filter supposed to be done on on a basis based on your oil changes. And I'd say every four or five oil changes, um, at every twenty-five thousand miles, I'd probably replace the fuel filter. That would be a good round figure. Okay.
11: Okay. Sounds good.
1: Okay. Thank you very well, much. Thank you. You betcha. It, uh, it's it's a tough life working on cars. But you know what the best part of, about working on cars is? Is the, is the satisfaction you get when you get a car that nobody else could fix, according to the owner. And a lot of times that might be fibbing a little bit. But you get a car. It takes a significant amount of talent. You might even need to use the guy in the bay next door to you to kind of help you out. The two of you get together. Ooh, look here. And the best part of it all, we're not driven by money. Most of us aren't, is... We have to pay and replace this piece of rubber vacuum line, and we can fix this problem nobody else could find. Now, you don't brag about it and thump your chest at the beginning. You say, we d- we found a piece of uh, vacuum line that had deteriorated and was leaking. We hope this is it. We reset your car back to normal, and if the check engine light comes on and the same code comes on, then you bring it back, and we're not going to charge you for the diagnosis. We're going to continue the diagnosis. So I'm not going to charge you twice for something like that. All right, who's next, to we'll go? Say hello to Mike. Mike, good morning. Hey, how are you doing, Mark? I'm good, thank you, thank you.
7: i great. I got a couple things. Hopefully you can help me out. First thing, I have a Lexus 08, 175,000 175, miles on it. What uh, What is the parameters for new struts? Like the boots are ripped in the front. Okay. What are what? Are, it's going to be some symptoms.
1: Now you're talking about the axles or the the struts.
7: It's a it's a rear wheel drive car. Just the struts in the front. Okay,
1: look well, like those the are,
7: boots are ripped.
1: Well, the boots are just dust boots. But at yeah. one hundred and twenty eight thousand miles or one hundred seventy five thousand, I can tell you this much. If you say yes to put in a good set of struts, you don't want the premium diamond plate, gold plated ones. You want something in the 75% range. And when you get them, you'll say, wow, it really drives nice. On the other hand, if there's no abnormal tire wear and you're not complaining about a double or triple bounce as you go over a a crack in the road, then you can decide what you want to do.
7: No, I have none of that. Okay. Now, real quick, i got a couple other things, but if I do buy them, do they come preloaded?
1: Or it doesn't do make have any... D- to be? You're talking about, can I, can I replace the cartridge, or should I replace the strut with the spring? No, That's I, what you're, I want the
7: whole unit.
1: All know, right, the then, then just unit. tell them. Tell them you want the strut and the spring. You want the whole unit. Okay. Now, right, know, stop, stop, stop. stop. I'll, 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 hold on, hold on. I know I'm up against a break here, but I can carry you over till the next the next hour. Yeah, that'd be seg- great.
7: I got okay. two other questions.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let me answer this. If the headlights are in the same place they always were and nobody's had to raise them up, and if you said to yourself, oh, the headlights are good and they're still shining way out in front of me, then the, the ride height of the car hasn't changed any, and the front springs set the ride height. So if you if you just you go, Mark, ironically enough, I just took it in the other day and I told him, you know, those headlights are a little low and they raised them up. Well... The springs are going to raise them up higher, <laughs> and that's what's well, going to happen. The,
7: the car has automatic, like uh, road leveling, uh, balancing. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. And so the so the issue is is most everybody's going. To, if you want to buy the spring and the shock, you're home free. Everybody will kind of push you towards that anyway. But that's okay. Yes, the spring yeah. and the shock with an alignment, you'll be fine.
7: Okay, great. I have okay. two other questions. All right, you you're going to have to hang on
1: to those and get them, get them, bring them together because I'm just, um, uh, let me see here, four, 30 seconds away from having to take the top of the hour break. We have open lines available. We have four of them, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're welcome to call in and we talk about this kind of stuff. I've had a couple of 175,000-mile cars, and I've I've had another one up here that had 100-and-some-odd-thousand miles 150 170 here's the deal those cars are really good and those engines will last until they're overheated or run low on oil that's the way it is most all of the engines that my shop replaces it's because of the person behind the wheel ignoring <laughs> some really strong symptoms of of d- pending doom Clattering oil light on overheat gauge, pegged stuff like that, so if you can avoid running it low on oil and you can avoid a, a a major catastrophe with a cooling system failure, then chances are the engine will go well past that, and obviously you don 't get one hundred and fifty and one hundred and eighty thousand miles on an engine or a transmission unless you 're taking care of them but don 't think that you can take care of them really a lot. Because they'll love you and last longer, and they won't. They don't know what love is, so over-maintaining your car is just a waste of money. We'll be back in a minute.